And you're listening to Hotboard. I am Ryan Pasterkak. And normally this is where, Vicki, I would take my time to talk about who I'm with. And I would do that after the fact. So you wouldn't even be here for it. But I plan to get this out as fast as possible. I'm talking with Vicki Iono from the New Philadelphia Health Department. She is the health commissioner of the health department here in the city. Vicki, obviously talking to the health commissioner, uh, health commissioner, we're talking about the coronavirus that's going around right now. We have a lot of different facts that are out there. What I think is important to start off with before we get into any of those facts is about you. I want to talk about your credentials, your position, so that people that know what's being said here is coming from a very trustworthy source. Okay. <clears throat> well, my name is Vicki, and I'm a, a registered nurse, um, public health nurse. I've been in public health since 2001. Um, I've been the health commissioner for the city of New Philadelphia since uh, 2011, so eight and a half years in. Mm -hmm. So we've seen a lot of viruses and novel things happen. Yeah. As the health commissioner, what is really your job, your duties here in the city? Okay. So as health commissioner, I oversee the operations of the health department, you know, the personnel, the budgets, those things, but also... When time allows or there's a need, I still give a shot or take a blood pressure yeah. or do whatever I need to do. And so now in this time and this really what's happening now, what is your job? Well, right now uh, with the, if you're talking about the, the yes, coronavirus, yes. so my job is to really stay on top of whatever news is coming out of the state and follow their guidance mm -hmm. um, and allow them to guide us in, in putting out a unified message. What is that message right now? I mean, we are on <coughs> March 12th is when we're recording this. Uh, people will be hearing it on March 12th as well. What is the latest that we're, we know and that we're focused on? Yeah, right. We were invited to the uh, governor's summit last Thursday. Um, and basically, Dr. Acton was there and, and governor, and we talked also to the Surgeon General for the United States. And, and the message is that this thing is very, very infectious. It is spreading very fast. Even though the numbers don't reflect that yet, we feel that it's just the beginning. Okay. Um, and that we really need to think about changing our day-to-day -day lifestyle for a while, a short while, hopefully, to slow the progression and the spread of this disease. And I think a lot of the talk that we're hearing is focused around that. So it sounds like people are aware of this, but I think they are getting lost on the hows, the whys, uh, really the direction where this is coming from. I mean, you and I were involved in this and we're, we're watching this. You, more than anybody in this city, are listening to the people making the decisions. To a lot of the residents, it feels like these decisions are just coming down from the government, air quotes, the government. And so this is this coordinated? Is this expected in, the, in, in light of something like this? Well, it's as coordinated as we can because it's so fluid right now. We, we, we still don't know a lot. We know a lot more we knew a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. We have to look at other countries like Italy, like China, and, and do learn from them. Learn about the spread and what courses they took that were right or wrong or, you know, maybe no to no fault of their own just because they didn't know what they didn't know. And so we have to learn. And we think that if we take some drastic measures now, and this is Governor DeWine's um, decision, along with all his advisors from the medical community, is that we can hopefully slow the infectious spread and, and not overwhelm our medical systems. Okay. Um, 
there's so much, these are such dense <laughs> paragraphs here, and I'm trying to pick them apart so that everybody can digest this. I, I know that you have to, you have to be dense. Uh, we're talking about how uh, dra- drastic measures, what, what does that mean? Okay, so if you've been following the news, if anyone's following the news, you know that they are canceling a lot of sporting events, a lot of conferences are being canceled at our level. Uh, some of the day-to-day programs that we do, like Bureau for Children with Medical Handicaps, that's a home visiting kind of program. Our, the state's changed it, dropped the B. It's Children with Medical Handicaps. Mm-hmm. Um, that has been suspended for now because they don't. They want to do the social distancing. They don't want to put our home visitors at risk or nor the families with medically ill children to possibly be infected by a visitor that don't know they're sick yet. Okay. So uh, drastic measures, that's, that's, that's one aspect. Uh, what do you think, what do you think we need to be focusing on as residents, as really acting, acting on our own? We're not really under the guise of uh, our governmental jobs. What are we supposed to be doing? Okay, what we need to do is not be afraid. We need to not run to the hospital to be tested when there's not going to be testing available to people who aren't symptomatic or aren't sick with the symptoms that we consider a coronavirus symptom. And those include three major things. Those are uh, a fever followed by a cough and then shortness of breath in most cases because it becomes a pneumonia type of of, uh, respiratory illness. Is it common to have those symptoms uh, combined so it, it would somebody is is it common that somebody's gonna be going to get tested for coronavirus and it's not right Do you, well unless with those symptoms i guess combined <clears throat> well i mean and those symptoms symptoms mimic so many other things so we need to be calling our provider that we use or calling the stat care or calling um the ohio department of health has a a call center line that, that people can call to ask a world questions we need to really step back say are we really that sick do we have a fever are we coughing or do we have shortness of breath have we been do we know if we've been exposed by someone we do now know that is there is community spread out of stark county locally too i mean we don't have positive as of the today as of the moment i left my office we did not have a confirmed case in tuscarawas county okay um not to say that I'm not, I'm not aware, but there could be people being tested. But right now, there's no confirmed cases. Sure. Um, but we do know that there is community spread because of the Hussar County case. Did not travel. Did not know anyone who had traveled. Mm-hmm. When we find that out, and that's yesterday that we found this out, uh, is that is that in the medical world, in your world, big news? It is big news okay. because that means it's in the community. Okay. That means, you know when we went to a sporting event or to the grocery store or to our yoga class or to the gym or to, you know, that it's possible it's they've touched or been exposed to something that they weren't aware of. This is really something that I think people, that's, that's something people are familiar with the ability for this to spread like that, because what I've been hearing now is the, uh, the infectious side of this. I mean, like you said, this is highly infectious and that can start, and I want you to correct me if I'm wrong. I want to make sure, because this is what I'm hearing, is that this can start before we're even showing symptoms. We can be infectious to others. That's true. Is and, that common in diseases, it, and uh, viruses rather? And not all viruses are the same. So 
in uh, SARS, for instance, SARS was a coronavirus, and it was very deadly and spread quite quickly. But what we found out about SARS is they weren't infectious until about five days in. So as soon as they had symptoms, if they were isolated, they were isolated before they were uh, contagious. Okay. But in this case, mm-hmm. you're actually contagious before you even have symptoms. Mm-hmm. So that makes it more dangerous because you don't know you're sick. That feels like it shifts then responsibility from the, the, these quarantine mandates. I mean, obviously, this is something we have to do. But when we're infectious before that, that shifts the responsibility to stopping the spread to the public. Right. How? It, well, it, it, because, you know, you only know what you know. So if you have been in contact with someone who is symptomatic or has been diagnosed positive, mm-hmm. then it's your job to remove yourself from the public and social distance yourself, yeah. quarantine, self-quarantine, yeah. um, to say, hopefully, when I was contagious, I did not know. And then I, you know, I know now, so I have to stay out of yeah. the light and away from people. And to me, it makes me think about even us uh, not touching our faces, <coughs> not making sure that we're protecting ourselves and in that respect, not becoming infectious. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, we do the steps we know what to do, uh, what we can do, what we have in our capability, you know, satchel to do is, is washing our hands constantly every time we're touching something before we eat, before you know, we have a chance to put our hands in our mouth or our face or, or scratch our eye. Or, um, and then we use hand sanitizer when that's not available to us. Um, we know that um, stay home when we're sick. Um, stay away from people that are sick. And, you know, close contact means within six feet of someone. So you want to stay back from people, you know, uh, within six feet, if, especially if they're symptomatic with coughing. And then we want to take good care of our health. We want to eat well and get plenty of rest because that keeps the immunity high. And then your body can fight it off if you do contract it. And given all of this, uh, you said earlier, this is expected to get worse in the state. Um, uh, do we ex- do, is there a way to say, do we expect this? Is it, would it be a surprise for this to show up in the county, in Tuscarawas County? It's going to show up everywhere, I think. Okay. I mean, the experts have said that. But, you know, remember... I want to people to calm their fears because most of us will get it and we'll have a very mild case, won't need to go to the hospital, won't need to go to the doctor, just stay at home until the symptoms subside. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people that are really get at risk are our most vulnerable people. That's going to be our seniors, people with other health issues. Um, those are the ones that we really need to guard. And now I, I'm interested, and I think a lot of people are interested when we say, our symptoms are going to be mild if we get this. People will, I have heard people asking, then why such the strong reaction from the government from, uh, let's say, just events being canceled, that type of reaction to something that's going to give us maybe a mild a mild reaction, mild symptoms. Yeah, but we don't know if we have mild symptoms, we're going to be okay. But if we spread it to our seniors or we spread it to someone who has other health issues in your house or asthma or heart disease or diabetes, um, there's a list of things that could put you at risk, um, then we, we will survive, but we may give it to them and they may not. So, so what, what is your uh, directive right now? What, are, what is your really focus at this point in the community, in New Philadelphia? So what we had asked people to follow what's being asked of them, if they're sick, stay home. 
You know, and I think the government, uh, the state level and the federal government are working with employers trying to allow that to happen be- without being penalized with points. Um, also, you know, our focus is to watch and see um, where the spread is happening, see if we have hot spots, if we do have a positive, to um, monitor those folks. Hopefully they'll be able to stay at home and go and check on them and check the, their their symptoms. Um, and, and educate them. Okay. And um, a lot of things that what I'm doing now is something I can't really do uh, in, in other respects. This conversation uh, allows questions like uh, rumor control. And that's a lot of things that, that uh, I mean, social media is just crawling with basically the rumors. And I, I just kind of want to throw what I'm hearing at you. People are comparing this to the flu and saying we don't react so strongly to the flu that uh, kills uh, X number. And I'm not going to throw numbers out because I don't know them off the top of my head, but Mm -hmm. X number of people more than the coronavirus has. What I think, you know, uh, my idea is this is infectious in a different way than the flu. It is. Okay. And this, this, the, the, the fatality rate in this virus is at 4% right now, whereas flu is 0.1%. Okay. And so, yeah, we have way too many people get the flu, and we've become very benign to it. Mm-hmm. Um, the death rate for 2019-20 flu season that we're in right now has 18,000 Americans have died. Okay. So, though, you know, those are just sad numbers. When we have a vaccine, not always 100%, but it, this year's is 45% better than zero. So, your, your survival rate is much better. Okay. But you need to to heed these warnings because this is not a a ploy for anything and it's hard to stop rumors and it's hard to get people to take things seriously but um i think we're just at the tip of the iceberg in terms of months what are we talking uh, from what we know now well it's it, it's hard to put a timeline on it so um i've, I've watched experts saying from a few weeks to possibly three to six months okay. uh, before we see a real fall off of that. We don't know what coronavirus is going to do. We don't know if it's going to wane like the seasonal flu does come spring. We see it sort of drop off the radar and then surface again in the fall. We know there's going to be a, probably a good year before we see a vaccine for this coronavirus. So in the meantime, we have to do what we can do with the tools we have, like hand washing and social distancing. And a question I've uh, heard and couldn't even think of an answer for was, is, so someone gets the coronavirus, gets over it after two weeks, what kind of risk are they still at? I mean, uh, I don't understand this, like, uh, maybe compared to mono, uh, yeah. you, you get it once, uh, coronavirus, maybe you get it like the flu, what's... Well, we, lo- we li- listened to our director, our higher department health director, Dr. Acton, this morning on a conference call. We, we were asking those same questions. Um, each person's going to recover in their own way, in their own time. It's not a specific two weeks and everybody's over it. Okay. It's actually going to be how, how severe it was or how light it was. And they have to be without symptoms for more than 24 hours without medication, like over-the-counter medication, like fever reducers, those things. And... We have to, they have to be tested. If they were a positive case and they're convalescing at home, they, before they can come out of quarantine, they have to te- test negative two times within 24 hours okay. before they're released from quarantine. Okay. And uh, so focusing on you saying this is expected to be uh, everywhere, what measures, 
what's the next step as far as trying to halt this spread? Is there a next step? Do we have that laid out in any kind of plan yet? Because I, I, we're seeing really kind of individual momentum right now with, uh, let's say, events being canceled, uh, the tournaments, and then the NBA canceling their season. I mean, we're seeing that sector make those kind of changes to their schedules. When do we change the schedule as a whole? as a state or as a nation? Well, I think we're going to have to look to, our, again, our um, CDC that's producing test kits. We don't have enough right now. I think we can get a better handle on knowing who to ask to quarantine. Um, as soon as we have more testing ability, um, the test kits that the Ohio Department of Health received was only 1,000 last Thursday. And it sounds like a lot, but it's not because after they do their controls to make sure the tests are viable, that takes 150 of those kits to do controls. And then um, every patient is, that's a sample sent for testing has three samples that come. They have a nasal swab, a throat swab, and a sputum sample. So three test kits were used for one patient. Okay. So that brings it down to about a capability of testing about 300. And so as you can imagine, the whole state of Ohio, so they're going to be very selective on who gets tested. Wow. And to say, uh, to say that we believe, or at least it's possible, someone's been tested in the county, does that call for, uh, what's the threshold for saying we need to test this person? Okay, so that has to be under a, a doctor or physician's directive. It has to have an order. Um, and then that will be a decision between them and their physician. If their symptoms are classic enough and if they uh, are really struggling with, with the fever, cough, and, and, and the shortness of breath, <clears throat> they're probably going to get a test. They will have to be ruled out of other things first. So before, C before the Ohio Department of Health will do the test, they have to make sure they've tested them for other viral type illnesses and flu and, and probably legionnaires because of the, the lung involvement. So those things have to be ruled out before that test will be offered up. What kind of timeline does that add to testing? Yeah, it adds, unfortunately, a couple more days. Days. Mm -hmm. But the other option is a LabCorp and Quest are private laboratories, and they actually have their own test kits, and they're able to test as well. Those are a little more quicker, like... Within a couple of days, you'd have results. Okay. And something I'm focused on as well is I'm waking up with ideas about this or understandings of this and going to bed with different ones. Mm -hmm. can we, how, how long can we expect this to be such a breaking news type of situation before we feel like we have a handle on it? Geez, Ryan, I wish I knew because uh, I think we're just at the beginning of this. It, it, I, just for example, I started making my PowerPoint for my first presentation last Monday, we could go Monday on the second. Um, at that time, at that day, uh, there was seven states involved. Today, there's 30, 42 states that have the spread, so have po positive cases. So I think um, we in public health and medical field, we, we're watching to see this is so fluid. Um, there's so much we don't know yet. We have to depend on the people in the science world to help us and the history between like Italy and, and China and what happened there and, and, and learn from them. Mm -hmm. And we know that social distancing slows down at least the, the peak of cases. Otherwise, our hospital systems and, and, and physicians' offices and providers' offices and stat cares will not be able to handle the flow. With that in mind, I keep looking at the time, uh, really, of when this is all happening when 
communities will be going to polling locations, which is currently being updated. Uh, polling locations, precincts are being updated, but still, we're go- as, as far as it stands today, we're going to be voting on Tuesday. It's the census, so we have as many people as we can talking to as many people as we can. It seems like, a, I don't want to say perfect storm, because there's nothing perfect about it, but it, just see, it seems like that. Well, and, and exactly the reason that we're asking people not to congregate. Um, there's new guidelines coming out again today for uh, faith-based organizations and people that have gatherings. Um, you know, we're, we're going to be inconvenienced for a while. We're gonna, our life, as we know, is changing, and it's going to probably get a lot worse than what it is today until, you know, this starts to drop back. And when that will be, and we're not sure, but what we do know, it's not forever, you know, and that we will get through it, and we will have to um, just try to follow the people who know this is not a conspiracy. It's a true animal-to-human transmission and human-to-human. And when you have a brand-new virus called a novel virus that we've never seen before and we have no vaccine to fight and don't even have a good treatment to fight, like an antiviral that will work, that will be coming, that'll be down the road, but for now, we just have to do what we can do between simple things like washing our hands and staying away from people when we're sick or they're sick, and then continue to take good care of each other. Governor um, DeWine and Dr. Acton both ask of the Ohioans to remember this in this time is to be kind, to be kind, to not target people um, not try to find out who it is so you can shun them. Um, you know, if you have a sick neighbor or an elderly neighbor, you know, drop some food on their doorstep. Say, hey, left you left you some food. Yeah. You know, if we are fortunate enough to be well and you know of someone who isn't, whether it's coronavirus or some other kind of illness or just disability, you know, now is the time to be a good human. And uh, I just think I want to end on when... We don't have a chance to update day by day with you, Vicki. Where can people know they're getting factual information that is updated, that is the most up-to-date? Okay, so I want to encourage people, you can either go to my website at the City Health Department at uh, com backslash health department, and there's a link on there that goes straight to the health de- to Ohio Department of Health's coronavirus page that shows the latest numbers. Again, those are updated every day at 2 p.m. Um, or you can go to coronavirus.gov, which is the CDC site. Okay. And I would go to trusted sites because those are true sites that have the, ba- the most accurate numbers. There is a lot of scams on the web right now that are throwing out coronavirus information that's misinformation and uh, don't trust a lot of those times it may be a phishing to get infected virus into your computer. You need to um, just go to the trusted sites for more numbers. Health Commissioner Vicki Iono of the New Philadelphia Health Department, thank you for coming in and telling us about this uh, and talking to us. Thank you for having me. We're, I, hope, I was hoping for better news, but we want the people to not panic, to please just stay calm. We'll all get through this together. We will get through this together. Thank you, Vicki. We appreciate it. Thank you, Ryan. This has been Hotboard.